everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. As we continue our discussion this week on safeguarding ourselves, this is a little series that we mm-hmm. started last week. And I think, you know, last week we really kind of tried to just lay some groundwork, even talked about what are the things that keep us right. from building in safeguards in our lives and self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of tried to, as you said so eloquently last week, debunk. Debunk. <laughs> oh, two weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> some of those myths and just some of those lies that um, can really really be blocks for mm-hmm. us in, in in these different areas. And so we did talk last week about a couple of ways and just some belief systems to kind of look at in our lives, especially as helpers of yeah. other people. Um, and so I, as we always do, we encourage you to go back because that was just some foundational mm-hmm. work and just even some foundational truths to what yeah. we're going to be discussing this week and next week. But we really kind of want to start getting into some of the practicality of, okay, we understand it's important to safeguard ourselves. Mm -hmm. We get it. But now how do we actually do that? And so that's kind of what we're going to be going into today. We're going to be talking a lot about establishing healthy boundaries. Boundaries. One of our favorite words (laughs) around here. So much of what we communicate when it comes to this area of boundaries is really just stuff that we straight up learned from John Townsend and Henry Cloud and their Mm -hmm. work on boundaries and their like five million books that exist out there on the topic of boundaries. Yeah. Just buy them all. All the books. I just get them all. They're all (laughs) so good and so important. Now, obviously, their very first book, just called Boundaries, was just foundational and I think really paints a picture of why we have permission, mm-hmm. how to do it. They have like a whole chapter on, you know, myths yeah. that are associated so with setting boundaries and um, debunking those. I just want to say debunking as many times as possible. <laughs> kind of um, like how often we say excited. Yeah. That's our other go-to. Uh, We're going to have excited and debunking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think those, uh, I shared a little bit last week about how, I mean, I was never really taught um, about self-care. Mm-hmm safeguarding, boundary, none of that stuff was I taught. And and so after a year of youth ministry, back when I was just a young one, I, I really like, I crashed and burned. Like after a year, I was like, okay, I think I need to quit now because I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do this anymore. I'm so worn out. I don't care about anybody. Like really had just completely depleted myself because I had none of this built into my life. And the book that showed up on my desk the next day after making that statement was Boundaries. I still to this day don't know for sure who put it there, but I'm pretty sure I know who put it there. And I was like, well, what is this? I've never heard of boundaries. And as I read it, I was like, oh, 
this is why I want to quit my job yeah. right now because I did not understand <laughs> any of this. And so, um, yeah, I think that the, it was it's been a transformational book for me personally. But mm-hmm. we just constantly encouraging people. I'm pretty sure people are like, OK, we get it. Right. We'll buy the book <laughs> once they've spent a little time with us. So mm-hmm. that's where we're going to kind of just hit on today. I mean, yeah. goodness knows we could do probably a year's worth of podcasts oh gosh, on the joke. things from that book, but um, we're just going to hit on some high points today. Yeah, it's so awesome. And I would submit that every single person breathing yeah. needs boundaries. Yeah. It's something that's so important, no matter what role you're in, no matter what role you're not in, that there mm-hmm. is just a reality of needing to know where you begin and end. And the more that you have those in place, the more healthy you will be but mm-hmm. also how much healthier your relationships will be, how much more you're going to be able to impact other people and how much more personal responsibility it also puts on the other people Yes, to take care of themselves. And there is such a freedom that comes for you and for those other people when you're able to say, oh no, this is actually not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. This is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And how that then empowers them to make choices for themselves. Um, it's not always easy, but it's super, super important. And when you are someone who has healthy boundaries in your life, you're able to go, wow, there is such a freedom that's attached to this that you don't necessarily even acknowledge or know because until you experience it, it is just kind of an idea. It's this practical thing. But then when you start to see the freedom that comes, it's a really, really cool thing. I think of how many people I've worked with over the years that are like, boundary what? Like they just, there's no concept like you said. And they look at their life and all of the different trauma or difficulties or just things that have happened where when they start to put boundaries in place, it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's a helper, whether you're in a healing season, whether you're just a worn out mom or dad, like whatever it may be, this is such an important topic for all of us to really know. And I think it was so, it's so good that you paint that picture of how freeing it Mm -hmm. is on the other side. Literally just yesterday, my husband and I were texting back and forth about, we're actually going through this book together and there's been some things that have been very eye opening for him. And every time I read it, there's stuff that's eye opening for me. Um, And so, I mean, we're just like, man, this is hard work. Mm -hmm. This isn't easy. It's not easy, especially if you've kind of lived a boundaryless life. To start putting those into place, it really does take some work. Mm -hmm. Takes a little bit of pain here and there. It's true. Um, But oh my goodness, is it so worth it on the other side? Because it just, the longer you live without boundaries, the more just dysfunction and Mm -hmm. lack of health you will have in like every area of your life. And so it is worth the hard work. It's so true. And really what I've seen over the years too is that boundaries cause us to take responsibility for our lives. Mm -hmm. It causes other people to take responsibility for their lives. But what I've also seen is it also creates this margin for God to do something. Yes. That when I'm out, when I'm not in my boundary, I'm typically in God's boundary is what I have found. I'm getting in the way of Mm -hmm. what he can do. And so when I stay within what I'm supposed to do and where my responsibility is, it doesn't just put responsibility on other people where it belongs, but it also allows God to come in and do what God does because I'm not trying to overstep. I'm not walking in false responsibility. There's just a different freedom even for him to come in and to just do some really, really cool things. And so the idea of boundaries as defined by Cloud Cloud and Townsend are really just invisible fences that define where my property begins and where my property ends. So in other words, where my responsibility for me begins and where my responsibility for others ends. Mm -hmm. And I would even say that if this is brand new information to you, check out the book boundaries, but you will see as we laugh like 5,000 other, I mean, they have them for teens and children and marriage. They even have a new one out in the last couple of years called beyond boundaries, which takes you to a whole nother level of like, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. And so if this
this is something that specifically in certain areas of your life, I think of a couple women I'm counseling who have teenage kids and they're like, I need to know what this looks like. But the more healthy we are in our boundaries, then we teach our kids and our grandkids and our nieces and our nephews. If this next generation can be raised up in a place of healthy boundaries, it really, it just... Mm -hmm positions them for a whole different level of freedom. Yeah. It's such a cool Next thing. Next to like introducing my children to Jesus. Right. I don't know if there's anything that I'm more excited <laughs> about to teach my kids one day than right. about putting boundaries to work in their life. So I literally my husband, and I, we don't even have kids yet, but mm-hmm. we've already purchased the book boundaries with children. Cause so I'm like, I want to know so how to important. instill this in my kids. And, um, for all of you parents out there, it's it's not too late. No. So get the book. Um, and it's, I, you know, I think there's something about some of just even the, I don't know, phraseology that's used around boundaries that can sometimes for people, um, you know, who who love Jesus, who've maybe been in the church for all their lives. Like it seems to kind of almost push against some things that we feel like we've been kind of, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if indoctrinated is too strong of a word, but <laughs> well, you know. But like, we kind of have this idea, like when you say help other people help themselves, it's like, no, I'm supposed to help others. Like, and there's just so much of kind of what we've been taught. And I don't know if it's been overtly Mm -hmm. and it sure hasn't been from a place of wanting there to be, you know, a lack of health in our lives, but there's become this like, uh, self sacrificing self-denial place that has become unhealthy mm-hmm. to where we're actually no good to the people that we're helping or loving or serving anymore. And like you were saying, it sometimes steps into God's boundaries. That's right. The person doesn't ever actually get the help that they need. They're never empowered to live. And I mean, there's so much around it that when you actually take a step back and look at it, you're like, oh no, this isn't working out well for any of us. No. <laughs> so I don't feel like this is quite in line with what God's ideas were for how we love and serve others people. Mm -hmm. So I love so much how throughout their book, they really unpack the scriptural backing for boundaries and Mm -hmm. they, and they bring out the stories of Jesus and where he set boundaries with people. I mean, we just talked last week about the rich young ruler where he's like, here's what it is. Here's the expectation you choose because I can't choose for you. That's right. The man chooses and Jesus lets him go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that, just even that idea is is so contradictory sometimes to some of the messages that we hear, whether or not they're overt within, mm-hmm. within the church sometimes. And so I love in the book, they talk about the, um, in Galatians 6, they talk about these two specific verses. And, and I really think sometimes, I, you know, when I started learning about boundaries, I was like, okay, so I need to learn what this looks like in this situation, in this situation, and in this situation, in this relationship. And I need to know about this relationship. <laughs> I need it to be all spelled out to me in black and white, every right. possible scenario and relationship I'll ever have ever how to do this. <laughs> Obviously it wasn't possible. And so... I, I love that they kind of boiled a lot of it down to one statement that for me, if I'm ever like, oh, I don't know, like if I can go back to this statement, it yeah. has to bring everything back. <clears throat> and that is that you are responsible to others, not for others. Wow. And like, if you can just, I'm like, if I just say that every morning, when I wake up, <laughs> when you I'm look in the mirror, to others, Melanie, <laughs> just remember. <laughs> and, and where they, they kind of unpack this by looking at this passage in Galatians six. So Galatians six, two says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And so they talk about how this verse really shows our responsibility to one another. They talk about how in in that 
a phrase that says carry each other's burdens. The Greek word for burden in this verse means excess burdens. So it's burdens that are so heavy that they weigh us down and we need help with those burdens, those, those boulders in our lives, those times of crisis, tragedy, the things that we cannot shoulder ourselves. We need help with those things and we need to help others Mm -hmm. with those boulders in their lives. And I do believe that we are called to deny ourselves in those situations and do for others what they absolutely cannot and do not have the ability to do for themselves. And I think that really does show the sacrificial love of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece. But then in verse five of Galatians six, it says that each one should carry their own load. And so they point out from the scripture that everyone has their own responsibilities that only he or she can and should carry. Yeah. And so the question then comes up, okay, well, then what is considered my load? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm supposed to help um, other people with those boulders and those things that are too heavy for them to shoulder on their own, what is, what is our load and what is my load and what's another person's load? And so they really just explain, I mean, it's the everyday things that we have to do, the responsibilities, just the daily responsibilities that we each carry. It is my feelings, Mm -hmm. my attitudes, my choices, my beliefs, my values, my thoughts, my behaviors, all of those different things are my load and my responsibility. And if that is my load, guess what's not my load? Right. Everybody else's behaviors and attitudes and choices and thoughts and all of those things that are are my load and my responsibility for my life, that means that everyone else's is their responsibilities yes. for their life. Like if I can just understand on a daily basis that another person's choice is not part of my load, oh my goodness, like I just mean, that oh. is so incredibly freeing. Wow. So I just love how simple they make that, like you're mm-hmm. responsible to others, not for others. And I will say that understanding, you know, when I got married, I had boundaries, man, I had that book down. I don't even know how many times I'd read that book by the time I got married, but I did realize like when I got married, okay, hmm, I feel like my responsibility to my husband is probably going to look a little different than my responsibility to anybody else on the planet. So now what does this look like in the context (laughs) of that? And so their book, Boundaries in Marriage, was very helpful in unpacking like, okay, in the context of husband and wife, it does look a little different than Mm -hmm. your relationship with others. And then in the context of children, it's going to look a little bit different and unique. And so I'm so thankful that they've built out lots of different versions of it because your responsibility to people can be a little bit unique depending on what those relationships are. That's really good. And it makes me think, Mel, just about how how often when we don't have boundaries in our lives, we just get worn down. If I, if I go through my life feeling like I actually have control or responsibility over anyone else's, all mm. the things you listed, feelings, choices, values, opinions, whatever. And we do often. How mm-hmm. often do I feel like I have to take responsibility for how they feel? Yeah. It's my responsibility to make sure they're happy or they're yeah. actually it's not. That's mm. their load. Just that coming to terms with oh the fact goodness. that I, not only am I not responsible, responsible, but I also cannot control that. Yes. But I think so often what we miss is that when we don't have those boundaries, what it also does is it wears us out and how often the enemy loves that. Like mm-hmm. if he can't take us out completely, if he can't get us in a position where we don't accept Christ or whatever it may be, once we've accepted Jesus, he is 
perfectly fine with just helping us to live a boundaryless life mm-hmm. and being so worn out to the point that we're not even really purposeful, yeah. that we're so running after everybody else's feelings, thoughts, emotions, whatever, that we never take responsibility for ourselves. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So there's just that reality of even the spiritual warfare that tries to come in over this yes. and why it feels so hard sometimes to set these boundaries because it runs completely counter to a place of brokenness. Mm-hmm. It runs completely counter to a place of bondage. So the reality is that if we set boundaries, not everyone is going to love it. In fact, most of the time they Mm -hmm. won't, especially if you're in a relationship that is excessively unhealthy or toxic. I'll even point out that these two authors, Cloud and Townsend, also have a book called Safe People, which is also really, really helpful. If you find that you have some unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. in your life, it helps you to acknowledge not only in yourself, but in others, kind of what is safe and what is unsafe. Um, But with that in mind, it's understanding that if you've not been someone who has a lot of boundaries in your life, people are not always going to know or appreciate or cheer you in that. But there's also that reality of understanding that there will be some that do welcome it. Mm -hmm. There may be people that go, wow, that actually makes sense. Others are going to hate it. And Mm -hmm. so this is another perfect example of how you cannot choose what is best for you based on what other people's opinions are or what they think is best. Mm -hmm. If this is a revelation the Lord's starting to give to you, then we really challenge you to be prayerful about what this looks like. And so there's just a reality that you may kind of come up against some anger or some guilt trips or even some blame from some. There may even be some attack that comes, but ultimately you're not responsible, as we've said a couple times now, for other people's reaction to the boundaries that are being placed. Sure. And you're yeah. really only responsible for what you know God's asking of you. And, and when you come to that place of realizing mm-hmm. another person's feelings are not right. my responsibility, not that I'm going to go out and intentionally hurt someone and be like, well, it's not my fault you're hurt. Right. But... If I know the right, loving, truthful thing to do in a situation, and mm-hmm. I know it might not feel great for another person, but it's the loving and the right thing to do, yeah. I have to do it regardless of their response because I re- I know that their response is not totally. my responsibility. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I will say, even from someone who's walked this with a lot of people and has also put boundaries in my life, there's a place of trusting that down the road... Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to regret it. They may never get on board. I don't know. Yeah. But the reality is you will move into a place of health and a new level of freedom in your life if you choose boundaries. Whether or not they get on board or not, it's not even the point. Mm-hmm. It's looking at the fruit of your life and realizing, wow, I now know where I begin and end. And the people that really need to remain in my life will support that and mm-hmm. they will get on board and we'll move forward in that. So the other myth that we always like to hit on is that if I set boundaries, I will hurt others. So not only is there sometimes a fear that I'll be hurt by others, but sometimes this is just where it comes down to feeling like I'm mean or I'm uncaring or I'm unkind if I set boundaries, if I say no. The reality is that appropriate boundaries don't attack anyone. They simply protect our hearts and our soul and our life and that saying no to someone, um, especially when we understand that we're not responsible for their lives. Mm -hmm. There's that saying that boundaries may hurt, but they never harm. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, there may be just some discomfort, some areas that people are not super stoked about this. But in the long haul, you're not harming anyone. Um, And sometimes the most uncomfortable things sometimes can be the best things for us, especially when it's a place of revelation and truth and the Lord's leading us into it. Most of the time, healing and new places of territory are not comfortable. Yeah. And if you're talking about harm allowing a lack of boundaries to continue is what ultimately is going to cause harm. So if that's what you're 
trying to prevent, mm-hmm. then you know that the most important thing for you to do is to set the boundary, even if it stings yeah. for a minute. How funny is it though? So I often know. the very thing we try to avoid, we create yeah. by avoiding it. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Odd. Especially, especially, especially in this area. Yep. You know, uh, one of my um, favorite quotes when it comes to this topic of boundaries is something from Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And she has this quote that says, compassionate people are boundaried people. And I, I don't know, just that statement alone, um, it's surprising to some because sometimes people who have, you know, really s- secure, firm boundaries in their life, we think like, well, they're, you know, it's kind of harsh. Right. And it's a little bit selfish. Or they're or uncaring. Right. Mm-hmm. But her idea is that compassionate people, are, the most compassionate people are the most boundaried people. She says, because the heart of compassion is really acceptance. And it's hard to accept people who are walking all over us or taking advantage of us. <laughs> she said, before I understood boundaries, I was sweet on the outside, but was frustrated or even angry on the inside. And I'm right. like, that literally captures so much of my years in youth, youth ministry. I was yep. just like compliant and a yes person on the outside and sweet and happy about it but inside just like bitterness mm-hmm. growing over the course of time and that was on me yeah that was on me for not having those healthy boundaries and so really as a helper boundaries are just all about knowing where you begin and end and your support of another person mm-hmm. and I think the great thing that you've already mentioned about setting healthy boundaries is that it allows God to be God it allows the focus to be on him. It allows him to stay in the center whenever we can right. have these healthy boundaries. And I think we would all hopefully agree as helpers that our main objective in helping other people is to help facilitate a relationship between them and the Lord where they find the healing and the freedom and all the things that they need out of life in him, right? not in you. Mm-hmm. And so having healthy boundaries actually keeps him at the center of it yes. and allows them to you know, really build that relationship. Yeah. And really, if you break down boundaries, it kind of comes in two different forms, one of which is the idea of emotional boundaries. And so this is really important for helpers, of Mm -hmm. course, but for all of us, you know, it's this idea that um, it's kind of like if you look at it, like emotional boundaries are sort of the force field between my heart and someone else's, Mm. that it allows me to know um, where I begin and end as far as my emotions Mm -hmm. and really understanding that sometimes people that lack emotional boundaries may even use their vulnerability um, to meet their need for affirmation, acceptance, attention. So if I have really weak emotional boundaries, I may find myself maybe sharing more than I should or Mm -hmm. connecting at a level, level with people way before trust is built, way before rapport is built. Or on the other end of it, I may not have, I may have too many emotional boundaries Mm -hmm. where I'm so shut down and so tucked in that it's hard for me to even connect in a place of even healing. And so it's understanding that when we walk in a place of emotional boundaries that are healthy, that then positions other people to heal in their emotional boundaries. So Mm -hmm. if someone's crossing boundaries and sharing way too much with me and I'm in a healthy place, I'm going to be able to go, you know what, that may be something that you need to maybe get back with the Lord about, Mm -hmm. or why don't we build a little more trust in our relationship before you share that, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's helping them even to set boundaries Mm -hmm. because I know where I begin and end in an emotional place and knowing where those things kind of fall in, even with false responsibility and all those types of things, it's really understanding that we get to reflect onto other people 
a place of healthy boundary that then positions them, especially in that emotional place, to know where they begin and end. Yeah. And I think it was, I honestly think it was emotional boundaries that um, I didn't fully understand, which Mm -hmm. was why I did take on, I, I felt like a poor decision or choice on another person's part was a reflection on me as the helper or the youth pastor or the friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, you could put that into the context of any relationship. If I am advising or counseling or supporting or mentoring another person and they go off and do something, make a bad choice, then if I don't have strong emotional boundaries, I am very tempted to believe that's on me. Yeah, that's my fault. I'm not good at what I do. Um, So yeah, emotional boundaries is huge. I think you know, the other one that we would hit on for, especially for helpers is just physical boundaries. I mean, as basic as that might sound, I mean, just talking about physical contact, personal space, the body, all of those things. It's just important because I think sometimes if we're working with people who maybe are, are vulnerable or who are hurting, they may find physical boundaries very difficult to either express in that they don't want to like even mm-hmm. so much as touch another human being or that right. makes them freak out or they find physical boundaries hard to respect. Uh-huh. Um, I won't paint the picture of what that looks like, but I mean, you know, I can think of lots of kids that just would like hang on me and couldn't stop touching me and would be, you know, mm-hmm. and so to understand that sometimes vulnerable people have a hard time with that because their own physical boundaries were violated. Yeah, that's right. At some point in their life. And so just knowing that that dynamic can be at work and then to also just understand that like, you know what, physical touch for some people, especially people who are hurting, vulnerable, have maybe walked through their own trauma or abuse, physical touch can mean a lot of different things. Things to a lot of different people. So you may think, oh, well, giving someone a full on hug and like stroking their back or stroking their hair is just a sweet motherly thing to do when in actuality for them, that's creating an unhealthy attachment with you. Mm -hmm. And you just don't, you just don't know that because that's not your reality. Right. And so I just think it's an important thing for, especially for people who are helpers, helpers to understand how those things can affect another person. And to really just be very discerning and wise with that. Yep. Because ultimately in those moments, especially when you're the helper, it's not really about you anyway. Mm -hmm. It's about making Mm -hmm. sure they have what they need in that. Yeah, that's good. Also, I would just add that healthy boundaries really do start with open communication. I think of all the times when I was first learning boundaries way back in the day, there was that place where I'd always remind myself, especially in new settings with, you know, a group of girls, if I was doing group counseling or whatever it may be, realizing it's better to start out a little hard handed at the beginning mm-hmm. and to have extra boundaries in place and then pull back off of them yeah. than to have none and then get midway through and have to I'm set like, them. Oh, no. I yeah. remember when I learned that I was like, whoa, that's epic. Not that I would go in harsh or uncaring, but also like they might find me a little hardcore at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I would rather be that than real passive and then and try to set the sure. boundaries because that's a whole nother yep. level of difficulty. So it's really beginning at the beginning to go, how do I make sure that they know where I begin and end with this? Where are my boundaries? Set those clear ground rules. Um, and that even looks like, when are you available? When are you not? Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're not available 24 seven. Because you are not available all the time. No, and yep. it's okay because I think part of this also is understanding that when we have healthy boundaries and we walk those out well, you're not just positioning them in a good way, but you're also modeling something. And there is a worth and a value that's attached to the modeling that you're doing. So if I model that I value and I appreciate my time, especially my family comes first, that type of thing, Mm -hmm. I'm not only positioning them to learn boundaries, I'm also modeling value and worth to the things that 
hold value and worth. Yep. So it actually is kind of that twofold thing and it gives them permission to go, wait a minute, if Jen isn't available here, as I get down the road, wow, maybe I don't have to be. Yep. You see what I mean? There mm-hmm. is kind of that that higher level of challenge that comes simply by living your life, mm-hmm. but also making sure that they know kind of where the, the ground rules are, what yeah. this is going to look like. Yep. And the more you talk about that stuff at the beginning, the more it sets everybody else up mm-hmm. for success. Oh man. I mean, we could, we could go on and on and on about this one. Thankfully, we actually did a series not too long ago, That's right. a whole series on boundaries um, that, you know, if you're like, oh, this is an area I need to look at. Mm-hmm. First of all, go buy the book, get on Amazon right now, right now, boundaries, um, but then refer back to, um, our series, or yeah. I think we did a whole month on it. I think we did on two months. Two months. Yeah, um, we talked about social media. We talked yeah. about time. We talked about family. I mean, we talked. Yeah, we about unpacked it. We so yes, it. if you need more, <laughs> there is definitely more. Um, but you know, we just thought on this whole series on safeguarding yourself. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> boundaries is just vitally important yeah. in this area. So we couldn't not talk about this a little bit today. So we hope that you've been encouraged. We are excited to jump into, I don't know, my favorite part of this series I think is coming up next week. And so um, we're going to talk a lot about just self-care and what that looks like and really get very, very practical on that with ideas and tips on that. So we hope that you'll join us then. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.